What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? Good morning. Good to see you. Who's uh, on the show today? Johnny Lieberman from Motor Trend is going to be here. <laughs> Johnny Lieberman from Motor Trend. And people are always wondering, what's it like to have a talk show in your... Yeah. the point in the show where we normally say, hey, we've been gone a while. We need to get better at this job. I'm just going to truck right through and say that I'm better at this job. So are you. So let's go from there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Let's bring it in here. There there it is. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> I love it. How you doing, Mrs. Ryan? Awesome. Looking lovely. Thank you. Thank you. You really are. Your, uh, your face has got a little something happy going on in it. What's happening? I don't know. Really? I'll take it. Oh. Apparently, I look best when I feel worse, so that's oh, how I'm going to go. Is it one of those? Yeah. I feel awful. It's been a horrible day. But it's been a good learning experience of, like, bacteria on the knife is definitely – is I sliced my finger like crazy yesterday. Is it infected? But, is that what's going on? Because we don't want that. Uh, it's, it's not, but it sends bacteria coursing oh, through my body, and it gives my body a chance to knock that shit out. Which is fun. Sometimes it just takes a toll on my motor skills. Yeah, it's weird with but the whole... I look great. You do. You do. <laughs> it's weird, the whole autoimmune thing, because uh, 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 it does affect every different thing, uh, part of you, in different ways. And something that might not be a big deal to somebody else actually is a, is a thing to you. Yeah. It's wild. It's so weird. Hmm. Never know. Um, how have you been? It's been, uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time been great you've kept me very busy with awesome <laughs> stuff <laughs> i realized i realized we should start the show hi everybody welcome back today is tuesday february 11th 2020 and our guest in the late night play set this evening <laughs> by the way my name is jay ryan this is nicole ryan our guest this evening is host writer and senior features editor over there at motor trend johnny lieberman is here and uh, having a good time getting to know him he's going to be in this uh, in the set in a few minutes and uh, until then mrs ryan um i want to do a couple thank yous we have some thank yous oh. Okay. Uh, to, to lay out there. Um, none of these are the biggest thing in the world, but it's just a lot of people have been helping us lately, and we felt um, a, a need to <laughs> say thank you, simply put. Um, huge thanks down uh, to Aaron from P Car Talk. Thank you, thank you, huge, thank you. Huge, huge thanks. Um, I know, Aaron, that you helped Mrs. Ryan out a lot with uh, the website stuff and the merch store stuff and everything, and I just want to say totally grateful because that's not something I have the head for. I just I thought I could do I don't not have that head anymore. Uh, but you guys did a great job. Also, Stacey Pacluda, who did the web design and everything on the website, thank you so much. I know that it's still a work in progress. There's things being shifted around. Know that it is just a work in progress because um, there's a couple things on there that I think are a little bit <laughs> off-putting personally, <laughs> like the PayPal account. <laughs> that, that's all That's all being finagled into a proper thing. Um, Mr. Kevin Lynch. 
Kevin Lynch for all of his advice you, and advisory uh, uh, role stuff that he's doing with you, Mrs. Ryan. Can't huge wait to thanks. talk to him later this week. And then also, of course, I spent a great deal of time on the phone the other night with Mr. Ray Schaefer. Hi, huge Ray. fan of Ray Schaefer. We love you. We love you. Thank you so much for your guidance, for your support, your advice, and then also just for sometimes being a listening friend. We all need that sometimes, every single one of us. So um, thanks to all those guys and girls. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and then and then lastly, and then <laughs> and then I'm going to say this properly because it's important. Um, OCL from uh, the Los Angeles Cars and Coffee. That's right, Cars and Coffee, Los Angeles. Uh, we ended up finally getting uh, uh, to see him face to face up at Malibu Kitchen this weekend, yeah. and we ended up having a conversation. And and hopefully things are much much better there because it seems like there was a misunderstanding about intentions and stuff like that. And we're sorry for our side of it, and we told him as, as such, and, uh, and I think things were a lot better there. So that's good for us. Mrs. Ryan, East Coast Feeds. Great. Yeah, show-wise, that's all I have today. There's some other things we're going to do throughout the week, but East Coast Feeds are all I have today. All righty. Hmm. How about you? Uh, nothing too much. Just because of how you feel, or in general, are you happy to be back, etc.? I'm stoked to be back. I love being able to do this every day and with you and be part of this, and it's really fun. We get to have people like Johnny Lieberman come in and watch. It's pretty awesome. I am such a nerd. Like I didn't know how big of a fan of his I was until we started talking. I was like, I'll just talk to you all. Mm-hmm. I came around the corner, and it looked like you guys were already doing a little show because he was like sort of on the edge of the couch interviewing you in the Eames chair and everything. It just looked very... Uh... He's very present. He talks yeah. to you like a person. It's amazing. I love it. All right. Uh, East Coast Feed, Mrs. Ryan. Let's see. Checking in with Danbury Chive. I believe we're broken the Kazman here, and I believe we're at the Super Bowl. Roll it out. Whoa. Not at the Super Bowl. Sorry. At a Super Bowl party. <laughs> this is the Super Bowl day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Roll it out. That's a good one. This is Mrs. Ryan. It's broken the Kazman. Coming to you live. Look, she didn't fix her hair. Who knew? Pete and Jen. Say hi. Hey, there we go. Up? It's Super Bowl party tonight. Say hi, guys. We're going to go to Jay and Nicole. Noel, say hi to Jay and Nicole. Hi. It's a video. You can talk and everything. Noel's coming over. You see, it's, it's cousinly love on the East Coast feed. It's Aunt Dottie's birthday. Happy birthday, Aunt Dot. There you go. So, Brooke is at her first Werner Super Bowl party. Right? Are you loving it? Guess who's not driving home? This guy. This guy. She, a lot of talking in this. A lot of talking in this. With her Dr. Pepper. Anyway, send your love. Bye, guys. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, I'm in love with her. I think I might be, too. Yeah. She is... Um, all right, so maybe we're starting to finally realize the dynamic here. She is far more mature than he is. Yep. <laughs> and and that somehow the age thing really doesn't matter because of the life experience. Evens here. out. It's that that made me very very happy, and I I just I feel like I've Brooke, I've been you, I've been you right there, and it's just awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him in his place, man. I can't get <laughs> He's just off. She's like, mm-hmm, yep, this is my life. I love it. All right. Uh, the next one, I believe we are at uh, City Field in uh, right. Queens, Flushing Meadows. All right, roll it out. Mr. Mrs. Ryan, look, it's Brooke and the Kazman and Coraline. Say hi to Jay Nicole. Hi, Jay Nicole. 
Look at that. She's sitting here playing with a G-clef that's on the floor. And eating popcorn. And she's eating popcorn, in case you guys didn't know. Today, we are at City Field because Daddy took some batting practice where the Mets hit, which was pretty cool. Huh? Wasn't it pretty cool? Right? Did you like it? Did you get to go on the field? Yeah, you did. Like a big girl. Wow, Uncle Jay. You should have seen it. And that's just a really big cat in the parking lot. Apparently, there was a Chinese festival of lights yesterday. I don't know. But um, there's Brooke. Say hi, babe. There you go. And yeah, she's funny. And look, this City Field, guys. See, it's like you're here in Queens with us. That's it. Want to send you some love. East Coast Speed Style. Love you guys. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love all of them. I love how active they are. Reminds me of our old life. Reminds me of our old life. Yes, sir. We had a conversation with uh, uh, Paul Kramer the other day. Uh, Paul Kennel, excuse me, from the Auto Kramers, uh, who came up to uh, Breakfast Club on Friday. And uh, I don't remember how the heck this conversation got started, but um, his point was that he he re- he could, had a very hard time picturing us in our old lives as we describe it. Do you know what I mean? The fact that we yeah. did used to be so active and travel all the time, all the things that we're not anymore, and that he only knows us of the past four years or whatever. It's pretty interesting. I can't and I don't imagine tailored. he's alone. I I didn't I don't ever think about that stuff and I came in at the tail end of that conversation and I thought the same thing like people must not know because people in my old life don't realize how much my life changed the other way they think you're still the same the other way yeah the and so they're expecting when I call they expect a crazy bitch on wheels and I hear <laughs> they're prepared for that totally and I can hear them like prepare and it's kind of funny waiting for you to react right is that what they're doing waiting for me to put it on side of what i need and want oh, I see. on them oh i see oh wow i wasn't reactive because i didn't give anyone a chance to do anything that's amazing yeah just always on the offense yeah wow. and then i hung up i was good at hanging up the phone after i said what i needed to say and heard what i needed to hear that's showmanship I got your did, line out and <laughs> stage right. <laughs> I wasn't good at any of that stuff, but if you wanted to be famous, I was really good at doing that. Oh, it's a riot. <laughs> That's an interesting question. How many of your old clients, when they got to you, say for the first time, when you were first signing them, how many of them wanted to be famous? How many of them wanted to be rich? How many of them wanted to just do really good work? And I don't need like a percentage, but I mean, is there, was there a notable? There was differences that changed a lot. And I noticed a huge difference between who my boss worked with and who I worked with later. Mm. And so there is a lot of different variables in that pie. Mm. All right. So, but it is a little bit of everything then. Yeah. Some, some people were all over the place. Yeah. All right. And everything in the middle, I would imagine. Everything okay. in the middle. I, I, it's hard to understand sometimes. Not everyone always knows what they want. And so it's oh, a really gosh. different trajectory. And then once you get on a path and you're on the wrong one, it's like too, too bad. So sad. I think that's true of a lot of people in the, in the world. I mean, yeah. I was definitely one of those people. Yeah, I, I see that now for everyone. And I just was a purveyor of making it happen for some people. And I, we got it wrong sometimes. And that's just how it is. How do you mean? You mean you'd uh, make people famous that put people on the be... wrong path, like oh. famous too fast, famous for the wrong thing, like promoted the wrong project. And but so can forth. you predict? You can't predict that shit ahead of time, can you? I mean, that's your point. Is that it? Kind of is a 
it's a, it's all a game, and sometimes it works out, and sometimes people who are good at my old job are supposed to know better about certain things and see through some of that. And I was good at that, and then it became like promote everything to see what sticks and what's uh, good. Right. And that's when it just ate me apart because any skill of like seeing through that, knowing how to use your tools to this navigate. Is, this that. is my complaint with most things from Apple to cars. And it's one of those where it used to be like in the Steve Jobs day, he would decide what was best and then sort of push that to everybody else saying like, this is the best because whatever the fuck. And this is why, at the very least, this is why we're deciding that our product or software or whatever works this way. Yeah. Uh, cars used to sort of be the same thing. BMW used to make, you know, a three, a five and a seven, and then they made an X. And the, now they make every different iteration in between as well as every different, every possible combo. So basically, if you can think it up, we can make it. I get why that was important at some point. I feel like we've got it. It sounds like like every other fucking liberal who turns conservative. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, I'm ready for maybe the, the pendulum to swing back on that one. I'm with you, and I see it in everything. And it's like not everything and everyone needs to be everything. Let's do fewer like, things well instead yeah. of just everything kind of Do what you want well. <laughs> That's it. All right, Mrs. Ryan. With that, it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? They found something cool in Chernobyl. That's a weird thing to say, but we're looking at everything with new eyes now. So there, they found, okay, the incident was in 86, and in 91, scientists sent robots in that were like uh, not human control, uh, human controlled, but not humans mm -hmm. there, whatever. Um, but what they found like since 91, whatever year it is, 2020, is that some of the fungus that's there actually eats radiation and it makes them grow faster. So it's like an organic way of clearing up that mess. Yeah, and starting the Toxic Avenger and all the other stuff from those horror movies of the 80s. At least something like Fish probably. with three eyes, you know, the Simpsons and all that stuff. It's a disaster no matter what. Mm. But I think it's cool that they're finding... Oh, what's cool about this is that they're finding that the fungus has melanin in it, which is what humans have in their skin. Right. And so they're able to apply certain philosophies about human skin onto this to this fungus and to see what it'll do. It's a shame you don't feel well because, man, is your head wrapped around things today. Yeah. <laughs> you described that pretty well, I thought. I'll take it. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Sam, I, all I come to you on that is, uh, 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 what's his name of the thing? It's Jeff Goldblum. Dr. Ian Malcolm with, uh, you know, life finds a way. You know, that's the truth. That was in the article. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and, like, that's the end because, like, the last sentence. Because, like, that's what all this is, is, like, life figuring out how to there do There are no stuff. black and white boxes, no matter how badly all us humans want to put things in them. And I say that often about my MS. It's like, your brain just, something happened at a certain point in your life. And your brain figured out a different way to do whatever it needed to do. And then at some point, someone was like, that looks weird. You're doing that wrong. Here's how to do it different. And they taught or told you how to do something. Mm. And the minute you're shown how that is not serving you and that goes away, you're left with nothing, no foundation of how to do something. That's my lot in life at the moment. But you get to figure out new ways of doing stuff. That's it. Got to get creative. That's what we're doing. Life figures it out. Um, Chernobyl and me. What we have in common. Um, okay. 
Adam Sandler made a deal with Netflix to make four more movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Me too. I am one of the few people, I shouldn't say that, but of the people that we've talked to about them, I'm one of the few people in that circle that really enjoys the majority of those Netflix movies. The one Same. with David Spade uh, with the you know the do over or whatever man I enjoyed that and the one where he's the uh, the shoe the shoe the guy that we, we made fun of that for a year before we actually sat down and so watched good. it <laughs> and the it was like oh what a great message oh man what's that one he adult... did with Jennifer Aniston the murder mystery one uh, that might be it it might be called murder mystery or murder dinner mystery or murder something. mystery one of those things, yeah, yeah. Two people watched his movies for two billion hours or something. They're uh, they're family. He's making family films now. Yeah, you know the Billy Madison days I think are done. But he's making really cute little family movies. Yeah, along the same feelings, not not with the same kind of uh, uh, hoopla, but along the same tone as Graham Grand. What was it called? Grown Ups, Grown Ups, which was a you know huge success. I think he did Grandma's Boy too, but uh, Happy Madison did. Yeah, they definitely did. I was there when they shot it. Oh, is that what well, you mean? He, Alan, Alan Covert's movie. Yes, mm-hmm. Words and I Know. I know oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Duh. That was the first project I worked with Nick on. No shit. Yeah. I was there while they shot every fucking frame of that over at L.A. Center Studios downtown. <laughs> we met at some if you look point. In, if you watch that movie, if you, it's all the same offices from Mad Men and Anchorman and every other sh- uh, show or movie that was shot in that building. <laughs> I, How can he see me when he's in that hallway with the black uh, floor? You see that and everything. <laughs> So. I'll look at that later. That was a tangent, um, but I love that Grandma's movie. That's a funny guilty pleasure for me. I, I do too. <laughs> really I always, I never remember why I like it until I watch it. Because like, it's I what, love the it. movie. If you read it on paper, it's terrible. But when you watch it, it's very very sweet for some reason. There's a lot of heart to it. And yeah. I think that's Alan Covert, which he puts in a lot of those. Alan uh, Happy is Madison good movies. about that stuff. Yeah, we found that a lot, and we were trying to sell it because like no one could figure out what it was about. Yeah, and it's like no, it's a really good story, yeah. and these people are really good people. Like, it was. It's, it's a sweet thing wrapped up in a bunch of frat porn. Totally. I mean, frat humor <laughs> and porn. <laughs> yeah, with computers. Um, and then lastly, uh, the FDA has amended this policy for animal adoptions. Uh, animals that are lab testers that have makeup and other stuff, dogs, cats, monkeys, zeep, whatever, uh, primates, usually, uh, lizards, some of them, uh, but FDA is allowing them to be adopted now instead of euthanized. Oh, I see. So that uh, there was a point previously where they were not allowed to uh, leave the lab, so to speak. There was a yeah. They were sent wow, somewhere and that. gotten rid of, disposed of properly, so that whatever they were tested with. I mean, I don't know how. It's a whole weird yeah. It's a weird system, no matter how you put it. Like everything <laughs> has to be figured out. But I, I grew, least... you know, I grew up with this. I grew up with our neighbor being death threaded and pipe bombed at work right. and everything else because he owned and uh, he was the CEO of it's U.S. Like surgical. Cont- U.S. Surgical. Right. He, he created the surgical staple. He literally invented okay. that. Uh, I think he's long since dead now, but this was my neighbor growing up. His name was Leon Hirsch, and there, you can look this up in the in the paper and stuff. Look up Leon Hirsch, U.S. surgical death threats. Uh, there was a, pipe bombs exploded at his office for sure. He had a security cars, and remember he bought every house on the thing. Anyway, it was a huge thing, all because of the animal testing. So that's what all the death threats and everything else were about. So my whole life, I've always been like animal testing, kind of rotten, but I don't have another way. But do we really need to do it? Nowadays, it seems like. We could just figure out other stuff. Is this, is this, I mean, is it, it's better than it was, sure, but it's not really a fix, is it? Band aid? Uh, it's a, 
I don't think they're trying to fix that. They've the, adopting and putting animals back into the public is yeah. kind of the the goal of this. Um, they've changed and uh, decreased the amount of animal testing done because okay. of great things like that. Great, that's so, that's some good news. This is just another way to expand that population of like it's all fine. Thanks for explaining. Sure thing. Oh, and that's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last story. That's been what's going on, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> Great job, Mrs. Ryan. Okay. Uh, let us do a quick break here. We went on and on as usual there. No surprise. Uh, do a quick break. Get our guest, Johnny Lieberman, in here, shall we? Awesome. All right. Uh, more after this with these <laughs> quick messages from Oh So Delicious <laughs> Hot Sauce. The hot sauce made by bears. <laughs> Oh, so delicious, it's the hot sauce made by bears. Garlic and serrano, mixed with love and care. You can put it on your eggs, pour it on your rice. It's great on a leg, it's better on a slice. It's oh, so delicious, it's the hot sauce made by bears. Oh, so delicious hot sauce, great on everything except oatmeal. Get your bottle today at ohsodelicious.org. One dollar from every bottle sold goes to the National Military Family Association. All right, you good? Good. With that, we are sitting here with Mr. Johnny Lieberman. Hi. Get all this stuff situated here. How's it going, brother? Hello. It's going good. Going good. Thanks Getting over me. something, so when I start hacking, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's the tail end of bronchitis or SARS or whatever. Your mic was uh, wiped with alcohol right before you, and apparently it's going to be right yeah. after no, you. No, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, well, I'm just saying it's going to sound bad to people listening, because I'm pretty sure it's SARS. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Is that still going on? Isn't it the same yes. thing? It's always... It's always just another version of the same thing, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about Isn't medicine. Coronavirus, uh, SARS, the same thing. I know that the influenza, the common flu, has killed like a zillion times more people this year than than coronavirus. But coronavirus <laughs> gets all the headlines, and no one will get a flu shot. So. That's right. You have a never-ending cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. Experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming over here. Of man. course. Uh, I was yeah. trying to figure this out before, and we kind of figured it out. This isn't. The, we're not meeting today. We've met before. I, I maybe I I know for sure I saw you guys in a yellow 911. Right. An old one uh, in Malibu. I was with my buddy Jeff. Uh, I had a GT3. He had a 911R. And I was like, oh, look, they have a Porsche too. But then we parked somewhere else and <laughs> I can like, walk up like, I have a Porsche. <laughs> I'm not parking next to that dirty yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has his stuff like washed by the same guy every week. It's so oh, yeah. immaculate. It's oh, absolutely yeah. Hey, perfect. man, having, having lots of money is a good thing if you like clean cars <laughs> so i just i just i think it's definitely different parking sections for sure over there yeah yeah yeah. uh, uh all right well then you go to the malibu kitchen so that we have that in common as yeah well. once in a while yeah you know i mean i live out uh near pasadena so it's a schlep for me to get there but oh yeah oh well, but we're on the east side all the time friday mornings is uh newcombs oh yeah yeah yeah. i mean i i i usually drop my kid off at daycare and then head up to angeles crest during the week when there's no one up there uh, uh, Newcastle gets a little credit. Always press cars. Always yeah, come on, cars. come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I parked a Rolls Royce Cullinan in front of your house. So yeah, the neighbors yeah. are totally appreciate. Like the, yeah, the, the uh, property values are skyrocketing. While you're I mean, here. yeah, it was three hundred ninety-four thousand two hundred seventy-five dollar SUV, so and I will street. say fifty thousand of that is the leather. Oh no way! Yeah, launch edition, and I was like, "What is this launch edition?" And it's just the leather. Actually, I can show you. This is this is great for radio. I'm going to show you something, but the key. <laughs> You can see it's a it's robin's egg blue, yeah. but that's the leather that the whole interiors. No. Well, I shouldn't say the whole. I'd say like two thirds of the leather is that, and then a very dark blue, almost purple, is the contrast color, and it's it's pretty nice. 
Wow. Ooh. Yeah, it's not what bad. What color is the outside? Like gunmetally kind of. Oh, wow. I will say, like, for as uh, 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 preposterous of a vehicle as the Cullinan is, and it really, I mean, it's named after a giant diamond. I mean, it's just is that like, what it is? Yeah, I don't even know It's that. the largest diamond in the world is the Cullinan. Not the nicest, just the largest. Size-wise, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> there's my bronchitis. Uh, <coughs> SARS. Anyways, so um, having it in a gunmetal color, and especially because you can actually lower the hood ornament from inside the vehicle. Oh, yeah, that's right. It, it's kind of almost stealthy. Because you just feel like the biggest, uh, can we swear? Yeah. Cock in the world yeah. driving that thing around. Especially like, you know, past home, homeless encampments. It's just like, oh, man. But yeah. at the same time, at the same time, uh, you pass like, you know, murdered out Range Rovers and you're just like peasant. Because, you know, it's, that car was a, a, a quarter the price of what you're driving. You know what I mean? It is so, kind of a joke. And it's like, you know, it's like, you know, the clothes make the man type thing. So, and Ralph Lauren... I don't know why I'm quoting Ralph Lauren, but Ralph Lauren talked about this. Like, he likes, basically, to play dress up. Like, if you dress like a cowboy, you kind of become oh, a yeah. cowboy, yeah. you know, type thing. So, you know... I, you I, personify I, the outfit. Yeah, I mean, this, this car is, is, you know, half the cost of my home. Um, and, uh, I, you know, it's L.A., so it's, it's you know, I have an 1,100-square-foot house. That's but, right. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a lot of places, this is the cost of a home. So, But anyways, I can never afford it, but you sort of become a temporary Rolls-Royce owner. Wow. And so you start thinking peasant as you blow by, like, Bentegas and, like, Urises. Like, oh, I can have two of those. Yeah. Well, you know. but, but I, all right, so you previously liked the Urus, right? That was- uh, Urus is amazing. Yeah, Urus is fantastic. They're the thing about the Urus no one knows is that it weighs less than 5,000 pounds, which is how pathetic cars have become. Um, but That's less than 5,000 pounds is a major accomplishment because, you know, the, the, that platform is, is RSQ8, well, Q8, uh, Cayenne, Bentega, all of those which share a platform with the Urus weigh over 5,000 pounds and make less power. So they've gotten the weight out of that thing and it makes the most power and it's, it, it's, it's shocking and keep up with anything on a twisty road. So they did a good job. You brought a yellow one up to Breakfast Club one time, whether you were going to Breakfast Club or not. But you were up there at the same time with a bunch of slow Porsches, I believe, was the post. Something like that. Yes, 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 uh, yes, uh, that's um, true. How how was that car on the crest? I've heard it's great. people driving it everywhere. And it's great. Loved it. Really? Yeah, super great. Yep. For all the same reasons you just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, look, is it the but most... that's da- technology, right? It's just technology is there? It's engineering. I mean, you know, there, there's, there's a team of, of dudes, uh, and they're all dudes, sadly, but there's a team of dudes... <laughs> At Lamborghini that know how to engineer cars, you know, and and with that one, you know, they, I'll tell you a funny story. So, I, look, first of all, we have to establish performance SUVs are ridiculous. They serve no function. They're wasteful. They're stupid. However, they're a lot of fun to drive. Yep. Um, you know, uh, it, it, by the same it's token. It's amazing to see what man can do. Yeah. And by the same token, sports cars are also stupid. We've just, no one says that because, you, you know, it's, they're totally unnecessary. But I, I love them as well. Um, anyhow, so before the Urus came along, my favorite ever uh, performance SUV was the uh, BMW X6M. Just okay. like wow, that thing was amazing to drive. It was like a, it's like a hill climb car over the five M. Just yeah, it weighed a little less, okay. um, and 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 just, you know weights in a different place, and just for whatever reason, it was a, sure. a, 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 a skosh better. Yeah, so I got to um, the Nardo Ring. Actually, it was a Nardo test facility. We didn't go on the ring. We're then the infield track, and we're driving pre-production horses around. So I'm. Don't even ask how it started, but like uh, <laughs> uh, Maurizio Reggioni, my good friend, he's the head of research and development at Lamborghini, and he has this little, basically when Vinkelman left, because Vinkelman didn't want anyone driving anything or doing anything or thinking anything, 
He was just like, you know, you, you just you just repeat what we tell you. Mm. And so the second he left, Reggioni opened it up, and um, there was that car, the Centenario, which was like a $2 million special edition Aventador that oh, had, like, it, was, it was a downforce car. It had like, you know, I forget, whatever, like a, a baby elephant of downforce at 160 miles an hour. So The fact that they took an Aventador and made something special out of it says everything. Yeah, me. so he wanted us to actually drive it, you know, and I remember saying, how come we can drive this and we couldn't drive, like, for instance, the Venino? And he goes, Vinkelman. So, yeah. Anyway, so he left. So what he did was he got, he got, he got. <laughs> like Middleman's fault. He got a, a British journalist, uh, Charlie Turner, who's the editor-in-chief of Top Gear. He got a German who's actually an Austrian, George Cocker. Um, he got a German guy, um, uh, Christian Gebhardt, and me. I was the, the American. So the four of us have gone on, like, three or four of these, like, really early kind of exclusive access to, like, I drove the Perfumante, like, a year before anybody ever saw it without camouflage on it. And same with the Urus and blah, blah. Anyhow, so we're sitting there. We're at the Nardo. Uh, you know, driving the Urus, and I'm like, what What did you, like, how did you, you've never made an SUV before, because, you know, Reggioni started his career, I think, at, at Maserati, but, but I don't know, he was a Bugatti with the EB110. Even further from SUVs. Yeah, EB110, and then, you know, Maserati, and then he's been at Lamborghini forever. I'm like, what do you know about SUVs? He goes, we knew nothing, so we drove everything, and I remember, I don't think he cares now, but he's like, don't repeat this, don't write this, but the best one, probably because it was not a Volkswagen brand product, was the BMW X6M. And I'm like, that's my that's favorite, too. Favorite. And I'm like, oh. And then he goes, come here. And he had one at the track that we weren't supposed to drive, but he's like, go ahead and drive it. And it was shocking. Like, it, it just felt like this slow, old car compared to the Urus. That you had just gotten out of. Yeah. And, by the way, the X6M weighs, like, I think, five or 600 pounds more than the Urus. I mean, the, the, and the Urus is bigger than the X6M. It's a, it's a big, big car. They just got all the weight out of it. That's amazing. Yeah, they did a good job. How'd they do that? I mean, it sound insulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. probably, there's probably aluminum skin. Well, you know, that, 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 all those have aluminum skin on the doors, but they probably, you know, probably a composite tailgate and an aluminum hood or something like that. Maybe some kind of light weighting on the roof, but sound insulation is part of it. Someone drove one here. Someone, someone, some guest had one here one day. Well, Lisa Taylor brought hers. Right. I just, I never know when people talk about making something faster or lighter. It's like, is it new materials or is there, are you taking stuff out of it? That's a good question. It's it's a combination. It's definitely material sciences. It's also like, you know, what, what, what grade of carpet do you want in the car? Okay. You know, there's three meters of square carpet in a car. Um, and, you know, the amount of speakers, like, you know, a, a Bentega might have 22 speakers, whereas the Urus might get away with eight or something. You know what I mean? Just yeah. lighten, 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 lighten. that people that don't race cars don't know about. Yeah. And if you, like if you, if, if you race cars, you take everything out. Like, the, the greatest example was the, the fifth-gen Camaro, the Z28, uh, had one speaker. Why not? Ooh. Why not? Why why have any speakers at all? Because legally, you have to have a a, a chime that your seatbelt's not buckled. Holy crap! So they left one legally speaker in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a federal requirement that if you don't have your seatbelt on, the car beeps at you. That's really wild. Yeah, so one speaker. That's really wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a Camaro. Yeah, the Z28, phenomenal car, phenomenal. Okay. They took everything out. I mean, there was they. I think they left the rear seat because there was. With the rear seat out, it was less rigid because there was a structural member. Sure. But they, they they took there was you know there was like holes where the speakers would be in the back parcel shelf. I mean it was just That's it was wild. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. super super cool car. Yeah, super cool car. <laughs> 
what kind of what kind of kid were you? Can can I just start there? Because the guy the guy who's here the guy who's here is nothing like the guy who uh, you have a bit of a reputation for being like the guy who sort of hates everything, <laughs> or like the guy who's I have a <laughs> reputation for hating everything, <laughs> or the guy who's maybe getting it, you get you do you start shit with people online or social media? No, but I don't let anyone like start shit with me online. Okay, I'm, so I'm very just... I'm very quick at like. If anyone starts, I'll just I my I, I use the term like either calm down or go away, and they're both synonyms for fuck off or fuck you. Shut it down. I, yeah, I just I just you know I'm like oh, well, like I, like my friend Drew always that. he's like you have the worst online personality, and I'm like I just don't want to get into like arguments with people. I just just shut up. You know, just I just started following you like today. So, oh, okay. So oh, we yeah. followed you on all the accounts, but uh, but I had just heard this from somebody else, and he was like, oh yeah, he's always getting in fights online with people. No, no, I just stop the fights. So yeah, people yeah, try yeah, to start yeah. shit with you. Is it because, like, oh, I don't agree with what you said about that car. That I, car's awesome. I, you know, it's so frequent that I, I forget why. Yeah, there's so many reasons. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got your ways of quelling it. I just, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I want, um, you know, I try to be a little bit more intelligent talking about cars than the other guy. Mm. Uh, and when people, you know, especially, like, racist, sexist, homophobic, anything like that, shut that down instantly. Oh. Well, this um, is, this, and, and make fun of them. I want them to know that people hate them as well. And then um, this is I do. Not what I realized the subject matter was. I didn't realize. No, no, no. But also, thing. but also, you know, where where people say something stupid. Like I, I, I'll give you a for instance. So I had um, the Cullinan at my house, and my electrician's there, and he bought a Ford Expedition because his van crapped out, and he's like, "Yeah, I got this thing for thirteen hundred bucks," and they're about the same size. So I took a picture, and I'm like, I look. I looked at that. Yeah, I'm like, look at this. So like, here's a you know four hundred thousand dollar Cullinan versus a thirteen hundred dollar Ford. Like, you know, I'll send a fancy jar of mustard to like if you can guess correctly how many bozos are gonna say they want the Ford, you know? Because it's like it's like a thirteen hundred dollar um, Ford Expedition from like you know whatever that is two thousand one is really bad. It's a it's a four point six liter. If you saw the interior, you know, you get a tetanus shot. It's awful. Um, and, of course, everyone's like, oh, really? I'd rather have the Ford. You know, I just, yeah. I just that kind of stuff, like, like just the, these, like, tropes and, like, personas people fall into because it's so easy and lazy not to think. I try and shut that down. On my on I, my stuff, I may be falling in love with you while you good. sit here because good. of this answer. That's I, I good. did not. It's not what I thought. It's not what it sounds like. Oh, okay, originally. yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, actually have great respect for you. Well, thank you of it, very much. I yeah, I just I want to. You know, I I, I think way too much about cars, uh, and I'm way too serious about it. And it's kind of like dis- not destroyed, but. You know, I I can't just like have fun. I have to like you know analyze and psychoanalyze and reanalyze, and but anyways, like I said, I just want to like raise raise the discussion a notch, just one notch yeah. from like thick, you know, or whatever. People is that you know actually what I mean? a goal, or is that just sort of like a it's no, the it is story. No, no, I no, love no. That. it is. Yeah, you know, I You're mean, look, to move I, the I, needle. Yeah, I mean, look, I've I've always been a writer. Um, uh, my background is is uh, comparative religion and philosophy, so I've, I've always been, you know, not not oh, a deep wow. thinker. I'd li- I wish I was a deep thinker. I'm not. I'm very, you know, car cool, you know. But <laughs> but but I try. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Exist. You know, we're, look, we're uh, existential. <laughs> we're we're on a very uh, you know insignificant uh, rock orbiting a third rate star in a in an outer galaxy in the middle of nowhere. We'll all be dead soon. Yeah. How long? So how long could it last? How so long I it so last? so once you're over that horror. <laughs> Sorry to hit the mic there. Once you're over that, you know, then you got to have some fun. So yeah. for me, cars are a lot of fun. And talking about cars and thinking about cars. So all right, then going back there, we'll bridge the gap. Then. Yeah. Were you into cars when you were young too? Because I was yes. totally into cars as a kid. Yes. My earliest memory 
it, it, it goes back and forth. It's either uh, being in the Rose Garden at Bouchard Gardens on Victoria Island uh, off the coast of BC, or it's being strapped to the front of my dad's um, 280Z up on Decker Canyon. Oh I'm not God. sure which one came crazy. first. Yeah. One, you're not Canadian, are you? My half, yeah. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got it in her blood, too. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. From Rochester up there, about a 30-mile swim across the... Okay, uh, my dad's from too. Montreal, so... There you go. Yeah. Uh, my uh, family hails from Quebec. Yeah. But I like Montreal a lot. Well, well, Montreal's in Quebec. You mean, you mean Quebec City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, That's beautiful. Walled city. The only walled city in North America. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, and then my dad claims when I was a year old, I painted a racing stripe on his uh, same Datsun. What do you claimed? Did you? Well, I, di- I don't think I knew what a racing stripe was, but I, oh, I somehow got a hold of a paint roller and a can of paint in the garage and, like, put a white stripe on his, like, burnt umber Datsun. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I know I've, I've always loved cars. I mean, I, I used to I used to memorize, like, buyer's guides so I could oh, look at God. I could look at any car on the road and be like, oh, 2.2 liter, eight valve, overhead can't, you know, what, just whatever. Totally. So, and I still, I still have that. I have an um, uh, uncanny ability to remember horsepower and torque figures, which, which is like. Were you the kid who could uh, identify a car by its headlights uh, from oh, you know, oncoming stuff like that? N- not only that, uh, uh, my my mom, I remember what she used to watch, uh, was it One Life Delivered General Hospital, one of those soap operas, and they had a thing where there was like a hit and run and they had like a headlight of a car and in the in the episode... Oh, I love this. Yeah, on, in the episode, they they just had the headlight there and the police were going to... It was General Hospital because it was police and, and they were going to take it to an expert and my mom like, you know, on the VCR like paused it. She's like, what, what is that? I was like, oh, it's a Volvo 240. <laughs> you know, yeah. You totally knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cousin and, Vinny, it was and, the same in thing. In fact, so uh, Mark Recton, who's the edit, now brand new editor-in-chief of Motor Trend, he works with the uh, San Pedro, um, Pedro, excuse me, San Pedro Police Department when they have like hit and runs and stuff like that, and they get as like an expert as just like identify like what car is this? No, you know what I mean? Can't. If they don't have a plate, uh, or if the plate's off the car or whatever, uh, and then once in a while he'll farm it out to me. He's like, "Well, you think that's a WRX or a three series?" Which you laugh, but like a grainy, mm-hmm. but rear shot. Of a of a STI and a three series are identical. Said, yeah. or a five series I'm really glad police forces are using people like you guys. Yeah, I, I, Mark does it more than I do, but like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's. I so heard I you still were a paid informant. That. That's what I heard. I heard that Johnny Lee was a paid informant for the San Pedro police. Yeah, 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 for San Pedro. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, just for them though, just for them. But no, and I, I was, I, I couldn't figure it out. But I helped a friend of mine. Her parents were robbed, like a home invasion robbery in Peru. And the cops had like a grainy image of a car from a security camera, and a, a friend of mine who's a, a South American car journalist. I was like, "What's this?" And it was it was a you know South American market Audi that I've never seen. Whoa! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so yeah, I, I still do stuff like that. It's pretty cool. I love. I, I do think of my cousin Vinny, but I'm also thinking now <laughs> because of all these different scenarios, like there could be a a, a different show and or movie here. Yeah. You know, I see that it, car it, dork. Yeah, I can't figure out what the angle is, but it's interesting <laughs> yeah. enough to me where I'm like, oh, I would, I would watch a little bit further. Extreme on that. It's like car Pat dorkism. Oswald's amazing late wife Michelle, the, it, it, using skill sets that don't seem applicable in bizarre scenarios. Right. Like, this is one of them. Right, right, right. I, I see this show. You were describing it before, like I can't even enjoy it. That's her with a comedy special. I mean, oh. she can't even watch a comedy special without internally picking it apart because of how many she's produced or had a part of or yeah, around. Yeah. Well, you know? I don't I, I can still enjoy cars but it's I, I play bass 
And if I see a live band and the bass player is like not as good as I am, it drives me insane. And I'm so I'm a real snobby jerk. But like I can't enjoy most music. I'm just like this sucks. Like this. come on, break a sweat, break a sweat. You got to do it. Was the music a young? Were, were you doing that when you were young too? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like, I always say like if my 16 year old self could see me now, he'd like just think I was a complete miserable failure because yeah, I'm, me not, too. I'm not. I'm not in a punk music. band. Yeah, yeah. And it was always bass with you. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can't even like I don't know a chord on a piano. I can't play really? guitar. Just bass. Yeah. So you just felt it. Um, the bass is one of those. I mean, you can kind of feel your way through that. You don't even need to read music, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I learned. I, 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 my, my, not forced me, but I took piano lessons when I was a kid, and I just hated it because none of the music I like had a piano in it. You know what I mean? Like, so, so when I, when I, the music I liked, you know, had bass in it, so I liked yeah. bass, and I, but I, so like, I, I, I learned how to read music, but then I like taught myself to forget it because it just it was just like this it. sucks yeah just playing like show tunes or whatever good grief how yeah. old was this whole this whole time like when you're coming up through music and stuff i mean it started I mean, playing like bass five, six, when i was ten? 14 oh, four, okay with bass i mean I, you know piano lessons when i was younger than that but i, I bought a, my first bass i think i was 13 or 14 probably 14 and uh took bass lessons forever and ever and ever and um you know i was high school i, I was good uh I, I was a music minor for a semester in college really yeah i had I, a bad experience i was trying to get to the... college because you <laughs> you were uh you college radio yeah oh yeah yeah you in college radio yeah yeah what, i was can you I, tell us about your experience well I, I oh i loved it i mean i i did college radio for you know all the whole time i was in college i was a I, at one point i was a general manager of my college of radio station, station. Uh, it was K Sun at Where'd Sonoma you go State. To Sonoma, Sonoma State. State. Yeah, okay. Sonoma State. Yeah, I, I was a very bad high school student. So while I had pretty good SATs, I had I think I graduated with a two point two nine grade point average because I just was drunk and on drugs the entire <laughs> last two years of high school. That's um, a pretty good average. Yeah, you know, did all right. Yeah, I did all right. Um, Is that uh, part of just growing up where you grew up too? Uh, that's that a, this is a much choices? longer conversation. Right, we should probably get a therapist involved, but but I was yeah. I just I don't know. You know, it's hard to be young. Yeah. Um, but but I really like playing bass. So just know that we've all been there. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> we've totally, all got that totally, damn totally. story. Once I got to college, I became a, a pretty okay student. Um, uh, but what about uh, the broadcasting stuff? Was that were you doing that because you weren't doing music, and this was another way? to I was always film? in a band and stuff like that. No, I just and loved I just loved new music and, and, and discovering bands, and I loved I just loved being on the radio. But were you doing it to be around the music, or were you doing it because you were developing? Oh my gosh, I have a voice now. I can start like people are listening to me. Um, that was secondary. It was I got there and I couldn't believe how cool college radio was having never really heard it before no shit yeah i just never because like the college next to my house was like a lutheran college and i don't i mean maybe they had a radio station i don't know but i see your point they weren't doing anything cool but i got there first like indie station almost. yeah yeah exactly yeah and then um this billy hawes still friends with them but billy hawes was the general manager and i just he was i just looked up to him i couldn't believe how great this guy was and i love the way he ran the station and then he graduated so I was like, well, I want to do exactly what he's doing. I don't want to oh, change wow. a thing. I want to. I think we we had a concert. I mean, that was my great addition contribution. <laughs> yeah. Although really, that was my music director, Damon Beebe. But anyways, um, so I was like, I want to do the exact same thing. So that's that was that was my intent. I was, I'm not going to change anything. I'm going to make sure everything stays the same. Pretty conservative, actually. Well, that um, was me earlier on the show too. But you really just liked what you had, right? I loved it, and and it was so obvious that. It was uh, there was there was no audience or market. You know what I mean? It's just, it's one of the, one of those like really like 
just magic moments where there's a zillion people that want to tear it all down. Yes. You know, like I was, I was one of the original guys at Jalopnik. Um, and in the same thing, there was like, we knew we had something really, really special. This was about 15 years ago. And there was like wolves at the door that wanted just to like tear it down and ruin it. And they did. They completely fucked that site. Um, it, now I have no idea, but like, you know, after we all quit, it was really bad for a while. Um, and you can quote me and you can play this. Uh, <laughs> I have no problem joke. saying it, but there was, there was literal monsters that wanted to, to just do nothing but destroy that site. And they did, but we had this little firewall for a while and then, and then eventually, you know, I mean, you know, you probably have heard what happened to Gawker and it was, you know, not the, not the greatest corporate structure ever constructed or the greatest corporate culture. Um, and so Mike was Spinelli. Gawker, Gawker and, and Jalopnik were it, the same? It, it, Jalopnik was a Gawker property, oh, yeah. okay. Did you know, you a company know that, that I worked for tr- bought a bunch of those. And yeah. So I did know weird facts like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So Mike Spinelli was the guy who started Jalopnik. Uh, and, you know, Nick Denton said, hey, you should start a car blog. And I didn't became, know that. Yeah, I, yeah. I like his little show on the, on the YouTube. I yeah, yeah. No, Spinelli's the Jalopnik. best. But... Eventually, the pressure of like keeping the monsters back just warmed down, and he quit. And then it was that was it. That was the end of it. But it was this really magical, special moment in time. Well, it still exists. It's a it's a corporate entity now, right? Yeah, yeah no, but I mean, it. but I mean, it was like you know, it was like Spinelli and myself and Davy Johnson, R.I.P. Um, Mike Bumbeck, who people have I think sadly forgotten about, but he was a huge part of it. Merrily Martin, who writes for you know Car and Driver, Auto Week, everybody in the universe. And and it was great. It was like this really, you know, it was. We, I always say we were the the velvet underground of car websites because nobody read us, but everyone who did now writes about cars professionally. Do people get that reference? No, but okay. you know, a couple of people do. Yeah. yeah. So, I like but it was it was I cool. Like it. it was very cool. It was a very cool like two year period. Bunch of famous guys from famous bands who started their own band. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, and you know it was it was it, anyway. So that yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, I didn't know that about you. That's really cool. Yeah, or yeah. about that whole that you were part of that story rather. Yeah, yeah. I was one of I was uh, I think I was probably the th- fourth person they hired something like wow. that. Yeah. How so. did you get to Motor Trend? Was it just uh, that uh, evolution? <laughs> kind of. I mean, I, I you know the part no one wants to hear. Is I worked really really hard for five <laughs> years. I just I worked my ass off for That's no money. That's the part I want to hear. Oh yeah yeah. I, I, just, I, did, I never said no, and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and did everything I could, and then. Um, uh, I'll leave the name out of it, but but due to a mutual hatred, I met Angus McKenzie, who was the then editor in chief of Motor Trend, and I was at Autoblog at the time, and we used to get like daily news items that like you know you had to write so many posts a day or whatever it was, and one of them was that Motor Trend was relaunching Motor Trend Classic, which is this really cool magazine of just classic cars. Oh. And a buddy of mine, Paul, has a I mean, he has a zillion amazing cars, but he had a 1941 Tatra T87. And I had, like, been in this thing and, like, rode around this thing. It was the coolest car ever. I don't even know what it is. Uh, Czechoslovakian. Uh, sedan? It's a sedan. Okay. It's, uh, it's a rear-engine, air-cooled V8. Um, uh, yeah, it could go 100 miles an hour in the 30s. Um, wow. You know, Remember, Tatra famously sued Volkswagen after the war uh, in 61 because uh, Hans Ludwenka and um, uh, Dr. Porsche and Adolf Hitler all sat down at one point because Hitler was convinced that Tatra was the car for his Autobahn, and Ludwenka was like, no, I won't just give you the patents or whatever. And um, 
that that's where you know there's a car called the the Tatra T97, which if you look at it like, hey, that's a Volkswagen Beetle, you know, like. It, How'd you like to have been on the fucking a fly on the wall at that tea party, man? Yeah, well, it gets even worse than that because Ludvenka ripped off a guy named named uh, 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 Gans, uh, Joseph Joseph Gans, and Gans made the horrible mistake of being Jewish in Germany in 1933, so he had to he had to go to Switzerland. But <laughs> yeah, but you are the guy who remembers all these facts. I'm so incredibly impressed. Yeah, well, I don't I mean, that's, shit, that's my so just, well, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I do for a living is write about cars, right? Fair so, enough. But anyway, so he had this Tatra, the T87, amazing car. And at Autoblog, I was like, hey, guys, let me write a story about it. And, and they came back and were like, nah, it'll do crickets. <laughs> like, you know. And I remember I wrote Angus a note. I'm like, hey, I just saw that you relaunched Motor Trend Classic. My friend has a Tatra T87. Would you be interested in a story? And he wrote back, like, awesome car, do it. And so I, I wrote about it. And he sent me a note, like, that was very professionally done. Would you like to have lunch? So I went down and had lunch, and he made me a job offer, and I said, absolutely not. That's horrible money. <laughs> and, I, and he said, well, if you wait a little while, a bigger job's opening up. I was like, well, I'm getting married uh, in like a month. I'll, you know, After that, we'll get back in touch. And then he wanted to have lunch again, and I walked into his office, and he said, yes or no, right now, senior editor. Ooh. And I was like, I should call my new wife, but I'll just say yes, and let's get lunch, <laughs> and I'll call her afterwards. And it's been almost a decade. Wow. Yeah, Man, that's yeah. a fucking great story. Yeah, so it was I mean, great. It's, it's a little bit of both. It's I worked really hard, and then there's still that that little. Yeah, bit of- and then there was a little bit of um, you know, there was a little bit of opportunity, and I grabbed it. You yeah, know, yeah, and uh, and I, I put I put more work into that Tatra story than anything I've ever done before or since. I mean, I was just like, I'm gonna nail this one. I'm gonna nail this one. I had I had like I had the craziest thing because my friend Paul's a nut and collects everything, but I had these um, after World War II. Uh, the British were like, okay, what can we get out of Germany? You know, like, what, we're, not even Germany, like, out of these, you know, now we're running the world, basically, with the Americans. What spoils can we get? So they, they took all the cars, um, or just everything they could, back to England. They did these crazy engineering studies of all the German cars, the Czech cars. So I had these engineering studies from, like, 1946-7 of the Tatra. And I mean everything, these are these are people that have never even seen a car before. They're just engineers. So they broke it down in every way possible. I remember this top-down view, and they were showing, like, the angles you could see out of the windshield. It, it was the most insane thing ever. But it was this, like, total, complete breakdown of a car. It was yeah. like a, a spacecraft had landed, and you sent, like, engineers to go and pick the thing apart. For me, I'm picturing awesome. the, uh, the JFK analysis with the bullet and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know it, it actually looked like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even older. It was, like, you know, 20 years older than that because it was, like, mid-40s. So and he gave me all these documents to go through. So we had we had every single thing about the car except for the torque figure. If anyone out there knows how much torque, we know it makes a hundred horsepower, which is a lot in the mid thirties. But how much torque uh, that two point nine liter air cooled hemispherical combustion chamber V eight with uh, equal length pipes makes? I'd love to know. We've no idea. You can't throw it on the dyno. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. Could you, would you break it? I mean, you, would you no, not take the no. I, I, I never asked Paul, but it was. I just remember like our technical editor is still there. Frank Marcus was like, "What do you mean you don't have the torque?" And I'm like, "I've got these engineering documents. I got everything. Like, there's, there's no a box torque for that. They need yeah. to fill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to do an estimate. It was like a hundred pound feet estimate. Yeah. But gosh, that's funny. That was a great. It was an amazing car. I mean, that was known as the during the war because it was the best car in the world. I mean, it was it was just this awesome thing that could go 100 miles an hour when everything else could only go 50. So it was known as the Czech secret weapon because all the SS officers they confiscated them, stole them, 
uh, and then they get really drunk and kill themselves. And so, like, like that's how officers were German officers were dying was crashing Tatras at 100 miles an hour. I just think it's very interesting that this is that this random obscure vehicle is the one that got you the job that everybody knows you for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, I guess and I, it's the best story I've ever done. It <clears throat> is random and obscure until you think about it. Like Volkswagen and Porsche and everything, yeah. they they came from really Ludvenka's work on like streamlining. Air cooled, rear engine, backbone chassis, swing axles. The tie in is there, Mr. Ryder. I agree. No, 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 no. But then, <laughs> but then look like, you know, Porsche, although I even argue Tycon, like, boy, they all kind of look like the T87, actually. And oh, the T77 came first. Um, and, and, you know, if you look at like the, the original Panamera and the, the T87, Boy, like really? Yeah, there's, you know what I'm saying. So, so sure. it it is relevant, you know. And and, and um, anyway, I don't know. So the, the stuff like that fascinates me. I hope me. it comes up again, especially now that the Tycon's out in the hole. But you know what I mean. I hope yeah. we get a chance to somehow revisit that. Well, somewhere. I I did a video when the new Panamera came out. I did a video and I was saying like, you know, the great irony here is the new Panamera. They decided that they're going to make it look like the 911. Yeah. Even though it's a front engine car, they're going to make this four door look like a rear engine car. And then, oh look, here's a rear engine car. Don't get me started. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I, but it was it was it was just it was really interesting. Like, why not just make it rear end? I mean, there's a lot of reasons not to or uh, this to. This was me with the new Beetle back in 2000. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah, but it was it was just interesting. Like, there was a rear engine four door sedan uh, at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's how what kind of child you were. Um, you, you are incredibly. Funny, you are a funny Thank person. You. I you. noticed that before we even got on the Thank show. You. Yeah, I'm a riot. Yeah. Is, com- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is comedy anything in your life? Do you care about comedy? Do you follow comedy? Do you just sim- are you just a funny no? Person? I I I mean, I, last time I bought a comedy record was like what a comedy uh, record, a, a, a George Carlin record in high school, maybe. I I don't. I, you know, I, I like funny movies. I guess you, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I like all kinds of movies. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I told my There's my no wife. Wrong answer. I was just curious. Yeah, my wife's in a in a in a sketch purpose. troupe. Oh, um, well, that's huge. Is it? <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. it is. Oh, okay. Well, if we're all just oh, a, it's called Fever. It's a new troupe. But um, we're the sum of our five people or whatever. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. So is she I, good? I, I think she's very funny. My wife. That's you know, what I, I asked always, you. I, I, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I. Um, my wife, well, I mean. My wife. My wife. <laughs> she's, my wife's an attorney, but uh, today at two, I have to get home because she has a sword swallowing gig because um, she used to be a, a sideshow performer. The thing is, I think you're telling the truth. Yeah, Which I am. makes this not comedy, which makes you just funny. <laughs> no, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she can. She can you get it? Yeah. She was, yeah. Uh, she was a, a working uh, sword swallower before law school. Okay. Yeah, it's true. No, um, I mean, I believe yeah, it, but apparently yeah. still does it for fun. No, parties. but she somebody was going to give her a couple hundred bucks to swallow swords on camera, so she's like, why not? Beats, like, whatever the hell she's doing with lawyer work. I get it, but is she yeah. still really in a, an improv troupe, too? She's in an improv troupe, a uh, sketch comedy. Not improv, sketch. Uh, so they write them out. But, yeah, okay. it's called Fever. And so awesome. I... I where, where, whereabouts? Where can people see this? Oh, God. I, I, this is horrible. She's going to kill me. Google. Oh That's my right. God! Yes, yeah, go right. to Google That's Fever. Right. It's a it, it, there's a theater in L.A. and it's they do it like Google. like one Sunday a month. They do it and like, and I don't go ever because I stay home with the kid. Uh, you know, she goes out at your night. Kid. Oh, he's gonna be three next month. Congratulations. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, his name's Richard. He's awesome. But um, <laughs> shout out, shout yeah. out to Richard. Uh, what was I gonna say? Anyways, she, my wife's so like, hey, maybe I should do stand up. And I always, I always, this is. 
don't know if I'd be good at it, but I always think I, I'd be a great. I could write a great stand-up. Yes, set. that's what I've always I, thought. I could write like fifteen killer slaying minutes. You could deliver uh, it too, but you don't have any interest in. I have no. I have no interest in that. Yeah, that's yeah. me too. Yeah, I just never. It never. I never thought. I mean, I I do a lot of actually a lot of public speaking, and I'm one of those weird people. Like I don't even think about it. Right. I don't get nervous at all, and I think it's because I was in a band for so long. I'm just used to standing on stage, looking at people. Um, but it just doesn't even like. You also seem to be a very comfortable person. Like you don't seem like. Do you do other people ever get you out of your skin? Because you seem to just be very relaxed. Um, trying to think. That happens to me. Sometimes. I met That's Henry Winkler the other day, and that like kind of I, I didn't know what to adore say. Him. Yeah, I was like blah, blah, blah. my my friend. <laughs> uh, I'll just name drop here. My friend Ronnie. He wrote a movie called Uncut Gems that you've probably heard about sure, with yeah, Sandler and everything. Right so yeah, we went to the premiere, and I was sitting there talking to Ronnie, and this like. You know, guy walks up and it's the Fonz, and like I'm just like oh, Sandler's dad in one of those movies. Yes, well then yeah. Sandler walks up, and in my head I'm like, oh look, it's the Water Boy, but I, I couldn't. Oh, I forgot I, about that one. Yeah, I was yeah. Doing the click one with oh, the remote, but still, I, I you're right. Yeah, it's the last Sandler movie I saw was the Water Boy, but but I couldn't say anything. I didn't, you know, I was, I was like, I wanted to be like, you know, hey Adam, like fuck off. I want to talk to the Fonz, you know. Yeah. Um, but that that got me very, you know, once in a while, like I mean, I, I saw uh, Muhammad Ali in in oh, twice. In, in person, I remember like the first time he was coming out of a church in Manhattan somewhere, and I like freaked out and was like crying, and and uh, that that's that was pretty big. But takes a pretty big celebrity, you know? or a small one for me. Typically, it's a smaller celebrity who will yeah. get me. I like mean, I, like whom? I, we never talk about this, but like I literally had dinner with Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt the night they got engaged. Okay, don't care about it at all. Yeah, but they, if I run into yeah. some fucking obscure guy who was the the Tic Tac Seidler guy on the Seinfeld episode, and he was reading oh, for casting on a oh, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, you were really great in the in the Silence of the Lambs when you were the guy with the face. And I did that. Oh my god, I'm blanking on her name. Damn it. Oh my god. Oh, well, somebody was just Pete Holmes was talking about that with the watching background actors and stuff. Yeah. I'm the same kind of way. I, same. It's the unsung heroes i look out for it maybe it's not i don't know if it's, it's not that for me but it was it, it, like it's like a movie like I, I or a tv show or whatever i really care about but um oh my god I, I, i've been to her house i'm like anyways my friend used to be married to this woman she was in magnolia it'll come to me um anyways she was in in cabin boy oh she, okay she was the, the heroine in cabin boy and so i was in my friend he my before he's really my friend he he's like hey come to my house and look at this car so i'm looking at the car and she walks out and i was like <laughs> You were in Cabin Boy, and we're she's like the Chris, Far- uh, Chris, yeah, yeah, uh, Elliot, Chris uh, Elliott movie. David Letterman, yeah, uh, David Letterman's in it. Yes, yes, full circle. <laughs> yes, he's the greatest. His only movie ever. I think that's true. And it's just the greatest scene ever when he just keeps like, "Hey, little girl, like, yeah, you want to buy a monkey?" I've never even yeah. seen the movie, but I've oh, seen it's that the best movie. With the, with the oh, it's the greatest movie. You got to watch that movie. Really? It's, oh, it's tremendous. Okay. Yeah, Brian Doyle, Brian Doyle Murphy's in it. Murray, the late great Murray. Sorry, the late great Brian James, who like steals the show. Uh, but and and I, I could I, this is killing me. She's like really good friends with Mia Servino. This is killing oh, me. Oh, uh, oh. Um, but oh, I wouldn't know. Anyways, they got divorced, and I and I just I'm blank. It starts with an M, and I'm not Matilda. Anyhow, but yeah, you know, she's like no one has ever said Cabin Boy, and I was like, well, that's because she's in a lot of other stuff. Of course, this she's is so embarrassing. I can't things. think of her name, but yeah. So. Who could it be? I, I could look it up in two seconds. But I don't have my phone. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, just, just, just because there's we're there's not two women it. in Cabin Boy. One of them is uh, Ed Magnuson, the movie. singer, and the other one is is my friend whose name I can't think of. Starts with an M. I yeah. like your orange kicks, you. Well, thank you very much. Nicely done. Thank you. Yeah, they stopped making these, but I like them. So Mutter Trend is where you're at now, yeah. Yeah, 
And yeah, you yeah. write for them exclusively, or no, I mean, sort of. I mean, I don't know if you want to get the nitty gritty of my contract. I, I never but... would have gotten this name if it's Melora Walton. Melora, yes, yes, Melora, yeah. From the Office? Oh no, she's in a Different lot of lady. stuff. She is in a lot of stuff. I yeah. do know her face. Yeah, she's a oh hey, it's a, that girl type yeah. thing. But yeah, but she was in Magnolia. She's best known for being in Magnolia. She's the one that the cop ended up. Yes, uh, yes, sure, okay, gotcha. Yes, Melora. Yeah. Sorry, Melora, and you'll never hear this because. You divorced my friend, and you know, oh my god, I don't see her anymore. But I'll t- actually, I'll tell you a really funny story. So, uh, my my friend hit a hit a hit a dinner party at his house, and and it turns out she's like really good friends with Mia Servino. And I go to the dinner party. I'm sitting there, and Paul Servino sitting next oh, to me. Talk about Hollywood royalty. And he's like looking at me, and he just looks like Paulie from Goodfellas. Yeah, you know, and it's like I was so like, freaked that out. Tail, yeah, any of those. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just he's like staring at me. I was like telling a story, and I just like stopped talking. Like this is really freaky. Me, yeah. yeah. I try to be cool, but wasn't cool. Plus, your daughter's hot. Like, don't look at the hot daughter. That's not an issue. Yeah, no, that was not an issue. It's just he just looks like the like the murderous thug from the all the gangster movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good. Grief. So that was that was like a pre- that was a celebrity where it got me. I got very nervous. They are the Sorfinos. That's royalty. To me. It is. Hollywood's it is. Royalty. But like he just had that face. He's like staring. That's what he looks like. You know? Slicing the garlic paper. Thing yeah, yeah. All right. We're almost. I mean, we've done the hour, but oh, uh, I can uh, keep going. Uh, Twenty-four hours of lemons. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta talk about that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just, well, that thing. was that was one of those things where I went. Um, I actually I covered it a couple times uh, as a journalist, and um, but you know once you cover it once, it's like you've kind of told the story. So then I just loved it. I was just like like just very very attracted to it. And we we raced it. I had a, had a team. We raced it, and um, but I wanted to you know keep covering it. So uh, Jay Lamb, who's the guy who thought of it, the chief perp, as they say, um, or as he says. Uh, Jay, I, I, I pitched an idea like, hey, could I come be a judge? Because they used to have, um, well, they still do. They have judges. So in other words, you it's say your car's like, yeah, it's just five hundred dollars. So they scrutiny, scrutinize it, scrutineer it. Do people know what this is? I mean, I, I had to learn about. So it. Lemons is the original crap can racing series. So it's a race for five hundred dollar cars, um, and um, as in max five hundred dollars. Can't spend yeah, more. Yeah, I right? mean Theoret- theoretically. Well, okay, so. You know, uh, but they, I, I don't. I want people to have the right. This is junkers. This is junker cars. Yeah, I mean it, they've gotten better over the years, but originally it was mostly pure junk. Okay. The, the, it, now there's so many competing series that people have some pretty serious cars. Okay. Yeah, they might have started out 500, but yeah. anyhow. So um, <laughs> my contribution. So me and Merrily Martin, right? So we said, hey, we have, we said, hey, can we come be judges? And our thing was like, let's just be like corrupt judges, like like the hanging judge and used cars. And like, okay, let's say you spent six hundred dollars on your car. If you give us a bottle of whiskey, like we'll we'll look the other way. And we actually made Munster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Grandpa Monster. Yeah, and we 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 um we made a we made a bribe jar like a, like you know oh, that's funny. Yeah, and the people would throw cash in there. But what it has become now is I mean I look I haven't been involved with lemons for ten years, but I've worked I think I worked thirty nine races um, as a judge. It was it was great. Um, but uh, the tradition now is people mostly bring booze, and then after the race, all the corner workers we just give them like the beer and whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. So, because you, you can't fly home with well, yeah, exactly. we, we steal all the good stuff ourselves, of course. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> and then uh, we were we were charged with like they always had penalties, um, 
But it was like the guys that were running the race, they had so much logistical work to do that they had a couple ideas and they just didn't have any time really to devote to it. So Phil and I had a lot of time and were really cruel, uh, turns out. (laughs) And so we, we got very innovative, you know, with the penalties. Like Phil's big one, which I still think is brilliant, was uh, the chemical Ali penalty, which is where he got Little Tree somehow to donate like 500 <laughs> air fresheners. And so you'd have to like string 100 air fresheners it's up in your race car. Trees, right? Yeah, the little yeah. things that hang in your rear view. And the cars would just reek. So if you got a, if you got a penalty, you'd have to stick 100. And it was awful. It was really awful. Because you could actually... from like make me throw up. From, I oh, think, it was horrible. Car, from, like, it was probably, probably illegal. But anyway, yeah, from like 30 feet away and... Oh. 50 miles an hour, you could smell the car going by. <laughs> yeah. And, like, um, we would do great. We'd have fun. You know, we we're regional, too. So, like, I remember one time uh, we were in South Carolina, Kershaw, South Carolina. And, um, you know, they didn't like Obama. I'm not saying anything that's out of school. They just didn't like Obama down there. <laughs> yeah. So, what I did was I took Obama's, um, some speech he, he wrote. It was a good speech. And I just randomly dropped in like lines from like Lenin and Stalin and Marx, <laughs> and so it was. And so the penalty was called the communist indoctrination of your children because everyone was saying Obama was a communist and a socialist. So, oh, back then, so yeah. we made the the guy who got the penalty round up all the children at the track, nope. sit them down, <laughs> stand on the hood of their car, and read this Obama speech, which was like, you know, I remember you know very well sitting in the kitchen with my mother, and she said. The iron fist of the proletariat needs no glove. And, like, they're going, like, did he really say this? I'm like, yeah, that's his education speech. Like, keep reading it. And, you know, and we would, like, make him fly, like, you know, like, UN flags off the car. And and then for California, we would have, like, the Burning Man penalty where you had to get your whole team and, like, sit in a tent and listen to reggae for a half hour. And, you know, and so, you know, we, you know, it was fun. We had a lot of fun. It was very creative. Sounds colorful. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, it was that's really awesome. cool. But it was like, you know, when I when I started Motor Trend, I did a couple races, but my workload at the time, I just, I just couldn't. Because, you know, you'd fly out on a Thursday and get home on a Monday, and I, I just couldn't do it. Piece, yeah, too, and, the whole thing. <laughs> and I will say, it, it got, a, you know, look, it was really fun. Got a little repetitive. Um, and then what wound up happening a lot was because, you know, they'd put like, 200 cars on a track and i would just like found myself yelling at people for two days just screaming at them because they were just you know trying to kill each other oh you know there's a lot you of mean you were sort of policing the situation that's what our job was like, when hey, someone got a penalty they had to come in and talk to us and so i have a lot of respect for cops after being a lemons judge because what i never realized about cops was when they you know especially highway patrol every time they pull someone over the first thing they say to them is a lie you were speeding. No, it wasn't. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, like mm. cops are just lied to instantly. So, you know, these guys, oh, would, I see. the racers would come in and I'd be like, do you know why you're here? No. I'm like, gotcha. okay, well, you spun out and you hit two cars. No, I didn't. It's like, yes, you did. The corner <laughs> worker saw you. And then, and then inevitably somebody would come in with a GoPro. You know, I, the footage of it. I remember one of my favorite was, this was back in South Carolina. This, this, um, it was a purple first gen RX-7 and it flipped. It just did a Ooh. flip, right? And the guy comes into the penalty box, you know, after they got him out of the car. And he's, like, steaming and screaming. He's like, where's that black BMW? Where's that? I'm going to kill that fucker. Where is it? And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. He goes, someone hit me. And I'm like, well, hang on. Which is a lot of black BMW. And then somebody had GoPro footage. And we played it for the guy. He was by himself. And his wheel just fell off. His his right rear wheel fell off in a a right-hand turn. And the car flipped. 
Just happened. And and he just I remember he watched it and he just walked away. Did just turned around and walked away. So I'm sure it felt like him it, that he yeah, did. He, get fu- hit. he saw black I'm BMW sure and like then he yep. flipped. But, yep. but anyway, so no one knows what's happening and everyone just lies. And it, it, I, I really did like lemons. I love the people, my friends that I made there. They're, they're great. But it was for me. I, I, it was like being a cop, and I, yeah. I, I was just like yelling and yeah, screaming. Sounds and, like it was fun for. Yeah, a it was great for. I did thirty nine races. That's twenty nine too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was a good. It was a good paycheck. No, I will twenty nine. I <laughs> I made more money working for lemons than I did working on Autoblog simultaneously. <laughs> So that's how know what terrible that auto who. well autoblog paid really badly and uh, and lemon paid great they're very generous. Uh, the last there's tons of stuff on here. Yeah, yeah. The last thing we'll get to uh, sure. uh, is that you just got a 914. I did. So is David that your Johnson first Porsche. Yes, it's my first Porsche. So David Johnson, rest in peace, died, uh, fell in a river and Jesus. died. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, it's true. I mean that's I a, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I mean I don't know, I don't know what you want. Yeah, <laughs> fell fell in a river and died. Stupid way to die. You're Anyways, awesome. yeah. Continue. But he's, I mean, Davey, look, I met Davey, uh, a little bit about Davey. So I literally met Davey at Jumbo's Clown Room, the, oh the famous strip club in Hollywood. Yeah. When I, in my 20s, sure. Yeah, my yeah. 20s too. That's when I met him. No, my, I, it Maybe was, that's why you look familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to Jumbo's. Yeah. Uh, Jumbo's is a great strip club. Um, uh, we, strip fe- club. Female owned. Female owned. It was always lady owned and operated. Yeah, yeah still and is. I don't know if I'd even call it a strip club. It was more of a vaudeville show. Yeah, yeah, topless sort of yeah. sleaze. Yeah, um, <laughs> but good sleaze. The good sleaze. I said tease. He yeah. said sleaze. So I heard of it as a strip club. It's a strip. So it's I'm... it's a fun. It's a co-ed strip club. Anyhow. Juggle, my friend, breathe fire. My friend, uh, you remember Friendster? You guys all know for yeah. Friendster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So After pre- classmates before MySpace. Right. So my friend met this guy on Friendster named Davey, and she said, "Hey, we're going on a date to Jumbo's, and like, just come along because I have no idea." He's he's coming. He's driving down Group from hang. Oakland. Group yeah. hang. Yeah. And so they're supposed to be on a date. So meanwhile, Davey and I stood outside, chain smoking and talking mm-hmm. about punk rock and cars for four hours straight. Oh. Just, so this worked out. Yeah, that's how we met. And then you're a great wingman. <laughs> no, it was horrible because she wanted to like like hang out with Davy's friend. I don't know what happened with <laughs> relationships, but anyways. Um, but then years later, and that was probably like in 2002. Uh, and then years later, uh, Davy hired me at Jalopnik. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I was writing for another site, and, and he, he knew you knew your and, shit because you guys were out there already. I, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, that's how we met. Anyway, so then wow. so we were at Jalopnik, and then Davey went on to work for Auto Week and then Car and Driver, and then he died because um, he fell in a river. And uh, so his family uh, got in touch with me because he had a bunch of cars and motorcycles, and they wanted to sell them. And you know, he he was an only child; both his parents had passed away, um, so he had some cousins, and they didn't really know anything about the cars or anything. And they said, hey, you know, we have this, like, Mercedes 6.9 and all these bikes. And I said, what about that green Porsche? Because I knew he had this 914. And they're like, oh, oh that thing's re- really in bad shape. Like, <laughs> you can have it for a very reasonable price. And I got it. And um, I-, I got ripped off. It's it's a pile. It's just a literal, actual pile. Just rotting? Or? Yeah. Well, actually, no, because it was kind of, like, uh, sarcophagus and trash. So like, rodents couldn't get to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's sitting at Scientific Portion in Pasadena. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, the mad scientist, Jack. Yeah, yeah Jack, yeah. And it's... Um, and he's going to put it back together for he's, us? He's, yeah, he's got the engine. It makes Sweet. the engine... The engine actually was kind of okay. It was missing like stuff like distributor and alternator and gas tank and things like that. But 
the engine compressed and you know made 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 compression and um I don't know exactly where it's That's at. That's all the important stuff because I mean everything else is just an accessory, right? I probably I forget. I, I haven't rebuilt <laughs> an engine in twenty years. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, I guess you need an alternator. It turns out um, if, if you, if you want to make the, the electrical stuff. So if you want to make the volts. Yeah, the volts. The volts are important. I got to have the volts. Anyways, so. I came to the. I was. Good. I had all these plans because everyone's like, "Oh, dude, I'll give you a free engine. I'll, I'll give you free this, free that to get you going." Just people say things, okay. and then when I'm like, "Hey, it's at the shop. Give me them shocks," and it's like they just don't even Crickets. reply to the the yeah. text. Crickets. So I'm, and then I was talking to Jack, and he's like, "You know, I'm doing all this work on the car. Like, I don't want you ripping it apart and like turning it into some you know weird project. Like, if I'm going to redo it, I'll I'll just stop working on it. You can come get it." And 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 he's right. Did and he mean so, like if you were going to bastardize it and make like a, a, I, I have a, a buddy of mine? My buddy, he's like, dude, I have a, a, a twin plug three point two sitting on a shelf in Austin. If you get the car to Austin, I'll rip out the one seven and put in the three two. I gotcha. Yeah. And, so and, after scientific, if this is going to be yeah. a project car, yeah, I would agree. You don't yeah, want to waste uh, your money also. Well, but Jack's time really. You know, he, he's he's being Jack's being very generous. I will say that he's being super cool, but. I'm, uh, yesterday, I'm, you know, and I was like, I was, it's kind of like, it's everything's in horrible shape. The paint, it was a yellow car that somebody, like I did when I was one, took a, a paint roller and made <sighs> green. So now it's like seafoam oh, and shitty. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll just keep it that way, you know. And then I, just yesterday, I was like, you know what? I'm going to like actually paint it. I'm going to get a good paint job. And I'm going to like actually spend money and do the interior right. Because interior, the interior is 60% like cooked duct tape it's the worst yeah, yeah, yeah. it actually ha- came with calvin pissing floor mats that's how that's how ghetto ass this this porsche is and i'm like i'm just gonna spend the money if you're horny y- yeah so i'm figuring I'm, I'm gonna spend like 20 grand to get a twenty five thousand dollar car yeah is, is kind of my calculation so happy I will until I realize that 70 horsepower or 80 horsepower really does suck. It's going to make you so much happier. Be fun You're going to have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm also such a such a snob that if, if the car doesn't have air conditioning, I can't be in it that long. But but we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> There's so many options. What year yeah. is that car? It's a 70. Really? Yeah, so it's 50 years old. Look, wow. at, look for yeah. it for sale soon. It's scientific. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on to it. I have, I have things. I want to make sure that, like, the memory of Davey stays. Because Davey, there if you don't know Davey, um, and I shouldn't do this as someone who works for Motor Trend, but go to carandriver.com right now <laughs> and search for his Rolls-Royce Uber story. Um, because it's not about a Rolls-Royce or Uber. It's about the death of San Francisco. It's the most magnificent car thing written in the last decade, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Guy was so brilliant. And, um, you know, he has no family. He has no real relative i mean he's got cousins but he's got no heirs no wife um so his memory will fade so i want to i've actually started a foundation called the uh the golden helmet foundation because he wanted to have this he actually it was horrible he was getting a gold motorcycle helmet it kind of looked like jack nicholson's notre dame helmet and easy rider and uh he died before the helmet was done but the helmet exists anyway so we started this foundation and it's going to have a scholarship in his name and we have other stuff planned like the stretch of road near where he died, we're going to hopefully get it, like, you know, mile of road renamed and stuff like that. But anyways. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's going real slow. My wife is an attorney, but she's busy. So, But with the paperwork finally all in, all in, all in, and, like, in two weeks, we should actually be, like, fully tax exempt, and I'll be able to, like, take donations. And wow. We can start doing stuff. But we've raised, like, 3500 bucks so far. 
you brought so, up your wife again. Yeah, I would yeah. like to switch gears and just point out that I also said they had sword swallowing and flame blah, blah, blah at some point at Jumbo's. I want to make sure that you didn't meet your wife at Jumbo's. No, but, but I met her because of the Magic Castle, actually. Oh, she, she performed. She's same a, neighborhood. Yeah, she used to perform every, uh, the, the Halloween season. She'd perform every year. Magic Castle. Yeah, we're members. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, so, oh no, she's a magician, so she can. No, she's not. She's a, she's a. She's a. She's um, a. She's one of the very few non. I shouldn't say very few, but she's a non-magician. Associate members or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you no, know, you uh, sideshow people hate magicians. It's great. It's like, really. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, who great. Knew? Yeah. Well, it's oh, like the the Belgians hate the Luxembourgians, and you know what I mean. <laughs> so they they do not like magicians at all because magicians are tricking. Whereas, like, she's really swallowing a sword. She's really pounding a nail in her head. Yes. Yeah. So there's actual. They, yeah, they, that's they true. don't like magicians. I can kind of totally understand that. Actually, I can't because it's the same shit. But anyways, they, it, it's it's a it's it's a it's it's a it's a it's a it's a um, a, a affect you adopt. Like I now I hate magicians. <laughs> that's know? right. It's like, and I'm gonna wear this yeah, for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, even even more granular. So like natural born freaks, like you know. Uh, if you're seven and a half feet tall, uh-huh. or you have a third arm, you hate like people <laughs> like my wife, who are they're they're, they're train freaks. Yeah, they learn how to be a freak. Yeah, this makes whereas, perfect sense because they can turn it off. My wife is a lawyer, and she can, she can turn off her freak show thing. Yep. But they can't because they got a, you know arm coming out of their forehead or whatever. I kind of so, understand. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so everyone hates everyone. It's great. <laughs> Doesn't Larry David have a thing? He doesn't like people who shave their head bald for the same reason. <laughs> right, it's, it's right, the same logic. right. Yeah, yep. right. Exactly. Right. You don't have to. Right. Right, yeah, and it's it's I that kind of thing amuses me. So, Johnny Lieberman, this has been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> well, thanks. We have done the time. Uh, this is the segment we call "Final Thoughts" <laughs> by this guest. Oh, if there's anything you geez. want to leave us with? Uh, I. Uh, How uh, can the world be a better place? Give me. Uh, what would it, be your it, favorite? It, car? We're doomed as a species. Okay. Uh, favorite, favorite car? I don't know. <coughs> um, I drove a car, and you know, you you, you people like Porsches, <laughs> so I will I will mention it. So Porsche did this absolutely unprecedented and amazing thing so journalists always run around saying like oh man like you have all these cool cars in the museum i wish you could drive them so porch was like all right so they brought a 901 a 959 uh a 996 gt3.1 which we never got in the states a 917 a 918 uh a a, a cayenne trans-siberia race car all this stuff up to sonoma and I was just there for the 959. I mean, I had 917s, but I'm not a race car driver. But 959, right? <laughs> and then I drove this little thing called a, it's called a, a 356 America Roadster, 1953. I've never fallen so in love with a car. Uh, they made 17 of these things. And it was for um, John Johnny uh, von Neumann, mm-hmm. Newman, von Neumann, however you pronounce it, uh, Newman if it's anglicized. Um, and it was Max Hoffman, who was the, the famous sure. New York uh, Porsche Volkswagen Mercedes guy. Um, you know, he said, "Let's do this car," and it was really expensive because they were they stripped it down to nothing. They almost doubled the horsepower. So uh, in '53, a three five six would have made forty horsepower. This one made seventy, um, and, and it was and it was lighter. Yeah, this thing weighed. I think they said it was like thirteen hundred and seventy pounds. This particular one was a 17th of 17 made, alloy body. It was never even drilled for turn signals because oh, it was going to yeah. be a race car. Love it. Yeah, the dashboard was like a key uh, and headlights. That's it. That was all those on the dash. And um, it was so freaking wonderful. It was just, you know, I was, I was doing a comparison with the new Speedster. 
and because this was the, the the American Roadster was the forerunner of the three five six Speedster, but it was this one was forty five hundred bucks and fifty three, which is like double the price of a three five six or almost double. And then when the Speedster came out, it was like five hundred bucks more than a regular one. And um, so in a, in a lot of ways, it's like the first GT car. It's the first factory hot rod Porsche ever, um, or like, well, you know one of the first seventeen. It's one of the few survivors. So that I don't know if it's my favorite car, but it's my favorite car I've driven wow, recently. That's very cool. And it was and it was amazing because we had this. They, they took us to this uh, wine. We were at we were at um, Sears Point, which is now called Sonoma Raceway. Thank you for calling it Sears Point. Yeah, Sears Point or Sears Pointless, as we call it in Lemons. Um, but uh, but before we were there, we were, went to a winery and they had a this one mile like private road, and we just were just zinging all day up and down this road and doing it for camera and blah blah blah. Uh, made a video. And, I'm, and, you know, you get more comfortable with the car, more comfortable with the car. And then by the end of the day, I'm just hucking this thing. And it's just awesome. It's just a sport. It's a pure sports yeah. car. And then I get in there, and I was talking to, the, you know, the, the museum guy. And I was like, you know, so what, what's this cost? 3.75 million euros? I was like, <laughs> what? Like, I was on a one-lane bridge with no rails and a $4 million museum car? Like, you know, so it was, it was pretty had cool. It, had it all dialed up, ready to go. Oh, yeah. it's actually exactly this amount. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah. super, super amazing car. Would you like to hear uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're so, awesome, brother. Well, Thank thanks, you so man. much. Oh, Appreciate you guys are you being amazing here. too. <laughs> uh, that's it. You feel good? That's it. Yeah. Uh, follow me on Instagram. There we go. Johnny yeah. Lieberman. Uh, and where else can people find you? Motortrend.com. <laughs> that's the easiest. Yeah, story. but 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 Instagram really is. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of followers, man. That yeah, went getting up, there. That went up. Getting there. Went up yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Getting there. Getting there. But. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, I love you so very much. What do we have tomorrow? Uh, a comedian TBD. Okay. I had Mike Ooh. Ivey here, but I think he got, a, he movie. got a movie. He booked a movie, so he won't be here. So Loose. what a jerk. And then Thursday, we've got Paul Kennel from Auto yeah. Kramer. Uh, Paul Kramer from Auto Kennel. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, Auto Kennel? Yeah. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They have Paul that there. Porsche with a Lamborghini paint on the door. That's exactly right. <laughs> My favorite Porsche. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> My other favorite Porsche. I love you so very much. Johnny thank Lieberman, you. we love you so very wow, much. Thank Thanks you so much. So we much. love everybody at home. Please love one another, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.